0: to go from having to have a massive amount of people to move the camera to having one person who can move the camera and like just run around wherever the director needs it to is huge, huge for filmmaking as a Mm -hmm. whole.
1: Hey guys, I'm Faye and this is the Red Fox Podcast. We do videos every week about video production, video marketing. If you have questions about videography in general, like, subscribe, comment them. Let us know what you guys want to hear. This is supposed to be an educational and entertaining resource and we want to be able to answer your questions. So I am here today with my favorite person on staff. This is my husband, Paul. Hi everybody. He is the owner here at Red Fox and he is also our Steadicam op. Mm-hmm. And some of you may know at Steadicam is. Is um a lot of you probably won't. I didn't know what steadicam was until I came. Well, I guess a little before I came on the team. Anyways, um, so I want to. I have a couple questions I want to walk through. Mm-hmm. We're gonna walk through um, kind of what a steadicam is, what it brings to the table, yeah. and the second half of this podcast is gonna be about when we prescribe it to yeah. business clients. Yeah. Like, why would we at tell someone you need to use this. It's going to be beneficial to the video. It's going to bring a lot to the table that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have with a static shot. So jump right into it. What is Steadicam?
0: Yeah. So first off, Cam is a name brand. It's like it's like Kleenex. Um, it's steady with an eye cam. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you may and see, we'll put a picture of yeah, Paul sure. and his Steadicam And you those. may see a bunch of knockoffs and stuff. And, and like there's there's professional knockoffs or professional off brands. I don't they're not all knockoffs. Some of them are great. Um, and then. On the lower end, you're going to see stuff like a glide cam or a handheld stabilizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are very, very different from what we're talking about today. cam is a uh, a vest that you wear. It's a three-part system. It has a vest. Mm-hmm. It has a mechanical spring-loaded arm that is balanced for the weight load on the other end. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, there is a mechanical gimbal um, that has a counterbalance on the bottom, usually batteries or a monitor, and mm-hmm. then the camera on top. And so the whole purpose of it is that you should not have to touch it and it should just stay perfectly stable. And when you go to move it, it should just feel weightless. Mm-hmm. And when you run or when you walk, the spring loaded arm reduces the vibrations from your footsteps. So mm-hmm. it becomes this perfectly smooth um movement that that occurs and this was you know groundbreaking when it came out because before this your only option was having a dolly that was the size of a smart car right uh with like a jib on top you have to have like an actual set
1: with the roof cut out for sure and
0: And so then when you hear that and you think like well how do i get a dolly into a single family home yeah (laughs) i guess it's better we build a set so now you know why we have so many sound stages now there's other reasons too but um the uh so the steadicam was groundbreaking because now you could take good camera movement wherever you want Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you've seen some popular examples of the steadicam in your lifetime but uh probably one of the most popular and definitely like really the first good example of it maybe even the first one it was used on was Mm -hmm. rocky where he runs up the steps in in philly yeah um so if you've never had a montage where you run up the steps and and wave your arms in excitement (laughs) one i don't know why you're listening to this podcast you need to go watch rocky instead uh but but rocky was a low budget movie Mm -hmm. um and so to have to go from having to have a massive amount of people to move the camera to having one person who can move the camera and like just run around wherever the director needs it to is huge, huge for filmmaking as a whole.
1: Mm. Well, in Rocky, wasn't it two people running around together?
0: Yeah. So you, you had the, uh, on Rocky, it was really kind of the prototype, Yeah. you know, Uh, Garrett Brown invented it. Mm -hmm. And so he was on this low budget film that Sylvester Sloan, you know, made. Um, And so, there's a guy holding the battery pack like oh off to the side. And it was like, just kind of run together and, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they had to run together and yeah. you can see in Rocky when he gets to the top of the steps, mm-hmm. the battery guy gets a little too far away from him and your and his horizon level totally goes off oh, wow. balance. And this is like yeah. in the final film that you watch. Yeah. Um, so as a steady cam operator, it's extremely difficult to have somebody hanging out the yeah. side of you like that. Um but it, it improved and, and caught on really quickly. Um and within, you know, a few years he was on Indiana Jones Temple of Doom on yeah. the bridge with Harrison Ford that Harrison Ford almost fell through oh, when goodness. some of the wood slabs yeah. broke um and steven spielberg is right behind him off the bridge students Spielberg wouldn't even go on the bridge wow um, so uh steven what are you doing i know i the, and that may just be an anecdotal story i don't know yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. i wasn't there the um, <laughs> and then uh the shining happened recently after, or like mm-hmm. fairly soon after that uh and that was where the the hedge garden runs uh-huh. honestly the shining used a lot of steadicam wow um so some super famous things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then nowadays we have a modern evolution of the Steadicam called a, a gimbal. It's a motorized gimbal that has three motors and an axis mm-hmm. uh, or gyroscope. And it keeps uh, the camera pointed in the same direction the whole time mm-hmm. using digital computer data. So
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, so one thing that I really like about, we talk about movement. Mm-hmm. So I do want you to kind of talk about um, why why we would prescribe to a client to use this style of movement over just having a static camera on a slider, um, what that type of movement brings to the table for a video. Sure.
0: Yeah. So the, when we're talking about a s- camera movement, we're talking about a spectrum here of um, mm-hmm. shaky to perfectly smooth. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that you go about doing that changes the way that you communicate information. Um, a action movie uses handheld because it, it imparts an energy into mm-hmm. the scene and, and chaoticness. Yeah. Um, whereas a steady cam has a little bit more of an or- organic energy to it. That is, you know, it's a little more free flowing. It, it has energy, but it still feels stable and doesn't mm-hmm. draw too much attention to itself. Uh, whereas a gimbal is like a perfection of camera movement and there's mm-hmm. no imperfections whatsoever when done correctly. Right. When done incorrectly, there's other things that we can talk about. It feels a little robotic. Um, but yeah, so it's that choice of like, how do you want to make the audience feel? And so then everything from a dolly to, um, there's other ways to do a handheld shoulder rig, other or make your mm-hmm. camera super heavy, easy rig. Um, that that kind of stuff changes that kind of perception. And so that's why we choose what we choose on a per project basis, is because mm-hmm. each thing has its own unique vibe to it. Right.
1: And we talk a lot about movement and mm-hmm. how movement just works in the cinematic world in general yeah. and how it um provides well I mean it's the audience's perspective mm-hmm. and how it provides it usually you're either like opening up to something the audience was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was yeah. there or um
0: Yeah, so generally as as an audience, we assume that an information is going to come on a cut. Right. You know? Um and so like when you watch a movie, they cut from one thing to the next and cut from this thing to the next. And yes, the camera does move, but most times it could probably have been a tripod shot and still mm-hmm. communicated the same amount of information. So the, the master, when it comes to camera mm-hmm. movement, at least in, in my book, is, is Steven Spielberg. And when we go back to something like Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the, the scene in the bar when we meet Miriam for the first mm-hmm. time, uh, we have this jib shot that starts wide, it moves in, it goes to two shot, and then it goes over to Miriam as a close-up. The cup goes down, like she flips her glass over, mm-hmm. and it goes over to the other guy. He picks his up, and then he falls back, and then we come back out to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like a minute and a half, long scene that you never cut yeah but really what he did was he strung together like five or six shots Mm -hmm. that we could have cut to that scene easily could have been cut 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 yeah but every time that we cut we reduce stress Mm -hmm. we relieve uh, tension in the scene Mm -hmm. and so by stringing that out for such a long period of time steven spielberg built tension in the scene uh and it's not just steven it's it's also the the people in post-production who choose when to cut and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing now a shot like that is obviously well rehearsed in advance um but we have the same options when we're working on on our sets Mm -hmm. um how long do we want to build tension and how do we want to reveal information because people are looking for a cut to reveal the information if we reveal it on a camera move it can surprise them Mm -hmm. And, and that Let's us as the storyteller get one step ahead in the chess match. Yeah. And, and that's critical because if we can keep the audience on their heels, not knowing what's going to come next, we can surprise them and we can impact them on an even deeper emotional level because mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is impact them on the deepest emotional level possible.
1: Oh, uh, one thing that jumps to my mind immediately is 1917 and how okay. yeah. um, they pull you along. Yeah. Like there are a couple shots where they're like behind them, with them, but the the type of emotion that is built when the camera is in front of you dragging you as the viewer, it builds this kind of like I have to get there, I need to get there, I need for to sure. like, it really um, emotionally places you in the movie in a way that the other shots wouldn't have. So movement really creates a lot of emotion for the viewer. Definitely. Um,
0: and on 1917 specifically, so they, they used a gimbal mm-hmm. because on a steady cam, it you have to balance it and it's very difficult it would be very, very difficult to take the camera off of the Steadicam and then put it back on the Steadicam. Right. Whereas with a gimbal, you can take it from device to device to device. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like on 1970, they attached it to a crane and then they would take it off the crane and run handheld with it for a mm-hmm. while. But it's imperceptible because the motorized yeah. computer makes sure That's that so you cool. can't see it. So it's pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible thing and it's a huge step forward. Um, but there's still reasons we, why we would choose to use the Steadicam.
1: Mm-hmm. So in a business context, mm-hmm. when we're sitting down with the client, um, in your opinion, when would we decide to prescribe a steady camera gimbal over just a static shot with maybe a slider on the side?
0: For sure. For sure. It, it really comes down to is this the time to uniquely reveal information? Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to look up like camera one like like we talked about it, it does build tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also imparts a level of energy. Uh, and, and so much of filmmaking is a uh, reference to Hollywood as a whole. The whole reason we shoot 24 frames a second is because that's what Hollywood does. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason we use like high dynamic range cameras is because, well, they shot on film for a long time mm-hmm. or we do this kind of movement, that sort of thing. And so, so much of what we do is not just because it's like the best technical thing. It's because we're trying to impart that. Mm-hmm. So now when we get to a business video, if we're trying to impart some of that cinematicness on our film mm-hmm. or our footage or, or our all's footage, if we, you know, if you're buying mm-hmm. it um, is because it, it, takes it to that next level of professionalism. Yeah. Um, and But there are times when you don't want that professionalism. And so we can talk about that another time mm-hmm. of like, when would you shoot a bad video intentionally? Mm-hmm. Um, people like Rhett and Link are, are great at that. <laughs> um, but the uh, for a Steadicam, it allows that cinematicness to come through it and allows you to be able to reveal that information and build that tension in ways that the audience isn't um, perceiving and has an energy to it that you can't get from a dolly shot. Or a static shot; it really pulls the viewer in. It allows them to become part of the story, whereas with other types of camera movement that audiences are used to in in ads and TV mm-hmm. shows doesn't or ads doesn't let them uh, get into the story as much. They they know it's an ad, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one um one of my favorite city cam videos that we did comes to mind. We did a um commercial for Idea, a furniture consignment store here in Louisville, and um we chose to instead of just having um, our talents stand there and be like, this is what happens when you bring your lamp to us. Sure. We do this and do that, put a sticker on it and then resell it and call you. We decided to bring the person along kind of with the yes. item. And so we had the item coming from your house and like we had it coming in and getting packed and being taken to, mm-hmm. I just hit my mic, I'm so sorry. Um, and being taken to the store and then someone buying it. And so it really, instead of it just being like, I'm going to explain this like a lecture style, yeah. here's how this works. So it really um, brought the viewer along to like through the process, um, which brought so much energy to it. Like it was a fun mm-hmm. video to watch. even for people who weren't trying to do consignment, they were like, "Oh, this is cool. Like this is yeah. fun to go along through. And it really added to the video as a whole that yeah. we wouldn't have had with just a static shot.
0: Yeah, and it has to complement the story. Right. So like in that video, um, the, the tone of the character and the tone of the presenter, Bryce, I mean, mm-hmm. it, the tone of the presenter uh, has to complement that that camera. Movement. Right. Um, and so all of that together made this engaging video that had people watch and then absorb the information through an, an energy and a tone mm-hmm. that reflected the brand. We could have easily done that video on a tripod with bullet points and a PowerPoint yeah. saying, well, to pr- consign, you do this, this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is so much better. And, yeah. And, and people remember the information. Yeah, so much absolutely. Better too.
1: Very cool. Do you have any other notes on Steadicam you'd like to talk about?
0: Yeah. So uh, briefly, I, I do want to talk about Steadicam versus gimbal yeah. uh, Like specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a unique point where gimbals have gotten very, very good. Um, and right now, there's a massive gap in price points. Mm-hmm. You can buy a very cheap gimbal that uses a small camera. Or you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a more expensive gimbal. And then there's an even bigger price gap between the next one, which yeah. is the one that a lot of people are starting to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that price range, there's a lot of, of flex between the final image. Yeah. So Steadicam feels more organic. We honestly use it a lot mm-hmm. um, because it, it has a more... Um, cinematic energy that that people are used to from hollywood films right um and it imparts that level of of understanding on a on a subconscious level whereas on a gimbal it can feel more robotic Mm -hmm. now i've I've done this test with my staff here um faye has been firsthand has had firsthand experiences with this where i show them some clips and they have to tell me which one is which Mm -hmm. was it gimbal or was it steadicam now some of the newer gimbals have gotten very good at this higher price point um to where it's very very difficult to tell the difference between the two mm-hmm. um but there will always be a place for that slight little bit of shake yeah there will always be a place for that slight little bit of texture to mm-hmm. the movement um a, a brief example that is is rogue one recently it was a brand new fancy camera that you can't even buy it was a couple hundred like a hundred fifty thousand dollar camera probably to buy that's crazy but they used the lenses from ben-hur from like you know 60 70 years ago that have been rehoused and re yeah re- reworked because they need that texture they didn't want the perfect lens mm-hmm. and so in the same one when we do camera movement we don't necessarily want the perfect move because we're trying to impart a texture we're trying to yeah. impart on our audience a feeling that is unique to each piece of equipment mm-hmm. And that's so critical because we at the end of the day it's all about telling the story best and it's Mm -hmm. about communicating the emotion we need to communicate we can have great camera movement with no story we can have great audio with bad visuals and we can have great writing with bad technical execution and bad Mm -hmm. editing but when it all comes together um and we shot a music video for a church recently yeah um that the reveal of the choir with the music from the steadicam all played together to create a powerful emotional moment that sticks with the audience on such a unique, deep level that other business videos just can't keep up. Mm -hmm. Like if you really are trying to win people over to your brand and you really try are trying to make people fans and understand you on the deepest level, both intellectually and emotionally, there's no greater tool than video and doing it well to where it becomes a part of them and it becomes a part of their story mm-hmm. um, on an emotional level.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much for answering yeah. all those questions. Um, I enjoy getting to interview you on podcasts. It's fun.
0: She made me cut out a lot of the technical information from this podcast. So if you... Uh, if you guys
1: want to listen to a three-hour <laughs> version of this podcast, we can see what we can do. But, or you can just call Paul. I could, could have Paul. about it, yeah. Yeah. Being married to a videographer, I have learned... Like we watched like a two hour camera review the other uh-huh. day and I was like, wow, I think I could tell you everything about this camera now. Yeah. It wasn't this camera. It was a different camera. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, all that to say, thank you guys for watching. We've had a great time shooting this podcast and uh, we will see you next time. Bye.